This podcast is brought to you by GoDaddy.com. Enter hitched749, all one word, to get your .com domain at $7.49. Again, hitched749 to get your next .com domain for $7.49 at GoDaddy.com. You really want to know what love is? Yeah. Yes, tell us. More than anything in the world, Ron. Well... It's really quite simple. When you're married, you'll understand the importance of fresh produce. Shut up. Just shut up. You had me at hello. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. This is Steve Cooper, editor-in-chief of HitchedMag.com, and I am joined once again with uh, one of our favorite guests, uh, Diane Gotsman. Hi, Diane. Hi, Steve. Uh, Diane is a nationally recognized etiquette expert and is also um, the founder and owner of the Protocol School of Texas, a company specializing in etiquette training. And today we are going to talk about uh, how to handle, in terms of etiquette, uh, when a friend uh, is getting divorced. Um, and, you know, because this is a really touchy subject and it could even, you know, start to rub off on you and your relationship a little bit. Um, so, uh, Diane, what's one of the first things uh, a person should do uh, when they hear about uh, their friend getting divorced or having made that decision to get a divorce? You know, Steve, this is just such a tough situation, isn't it? And we've all been through it or are going through it with a friend or friends. And Unfortunately. I think the first, <laughs> yes, exactly. And I think the first thing to remember is it's not contagious. This is not a contagious sickness. Um, although we often tend to notice that if one friend is going through a divorce, then shortly after somebody else starts going through a divorce. There, and, by the uh, way, we, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to interrupt yeah. you really quick. There was yeah. actually a recent study that came out that discussed how people who are friends of divorced couples are also statistically more likely to divorce themselves. And so it is one of those things where, um, you know, you are the same as like the company you keep or whatnot. Not right. like and, you said, not, you, not that it's contagious, but you know, if, if everybody around you is having these bad relationship habits and complaining about their spouse all the time, you know, that may say that's something. That's right. And that's why I think it's so important. I believe that we need to hang around with healthy couples. Mm-hmm. Now that does not mean that we have a friend who's going through a situation that we, we not hang around them. You know, we not socialize with them. But it's important also to have good role models and, and like-minded individuals um, that we can also communicate with and enjoy our time with. So it's a, it's a slippery slope, and I, do, I, I think I read the same study, or there's several out there to yeah. that. And what happens is we just start circling in that same drain. You know, they're complaining about their spouse, and we start complaining about our spouse, and the grass starts to look pretty green when we see them break up, and all of a sudden they're looking better than before because they've lost weight, and now they're out and with their new boyfriend or girlfriend and that shiny car, everything looks shinier when it's not sitting in your own backyard. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, but there's, there's problems any which way 
you go. Life is fraught with, with issues, and there's always going to be an issue. And, and when I say it's not a contagious du- disease, what I mean is you, you shouldn't just ostracize that friend and think, oh, I don't want to hang around with them because this may happen to me. You know, we are friends, and yeah. we have a responsibility to our friend to, to be there through, through good and bad. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. And when um, when when they when they break the news to you, um, is it okay to then let them know all the things you didn't like about their spouse? Or well, I never liked that guy <laughs> yeah. anyway. I told you not to marry him. <laughs> yeah, I saw this no. coming. I, even though we're thinking it, I think it's important to stay neutral. You don't know if this is just a temporary split spat or if they're going to get back together and if you start running them through the mill it's going to be very difficult to recover from that so it's important to listen to listen to what they have to say to empathize to uh, even even concur on some issue to make them feel like no that you are not wrong for feeling sad or for feeling bad and uh, but but just try as best you can to not stir the pot you know to not fuel that fire Okay. And try not, this is another thought, try not to sensationalize this. What happens is someone tells you about their breakup and you're, 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 and this might not even be a close friend. You just, you've heard one of the teachers, let's say, is going through a divorce. And then you call someone and say, did you hear so-and-so is getting a divorce? And, did, and it becomes a sensational story rather than a human being going through a, a tough time. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, well, I mean, what, what about if, uh, if you, from from an outsider's perspective, see that uh, someone has clearly done something wrong, um, should you, should you let them? You know, should you empathize or sympathize with that, or do you just not pass judgment? Well, let's just say that uh, let's just say your friend tells you that they're going through a divorce and or they're going through a tough time, and that their spouse has had an affair. Okay. And you know for a fact that this is certain. He or she has admitted it to you. You're, now, I don't. And I don't suggest that you just look blankly at them and remain neutral. Again, you're going to be yeah. empathetic, and you're going to understand their situation. And you, you know, it is human nature to say that dirty dog, that guy, <laughs> or that. But so certainly, you want to be emotional. You want to be supportive of your friend, but just don't make it worse than it already is. They're already feeling low. Uh, just just rehashing that situation and rehearsing it with them over and over and allowing them to ruminate over and over is not really good for them. Do something positive by by listening to them, letting them talk, you know, without without trying to give them a lot of advice and take them out, take them out to lunch, take them out to dinner, keep them busy. Don't just feel sorry with them for that moment and then not circle back and check on him. Okay. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, and it, 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 it's it's like we, we, you know, this is a tough subject because you're really close to friends and sometimes family um, and you want to help them. How, how should you go about supporting them? One of the things that I always try and stress is not to forget them during the holidays, during events during dinner parties you know we think we tend to think oh i don't want to invite so-and-so because he or she is is 
going through a divorce or is, or will feel uncomfortable, you know, as a one, you know, as the, the single person. And don't just assume that they will feel uncomfortable. And another tip I have is don't forget their kids. You know, we are around the family and, and the children are, are going through this as well. And if our kids play together before, I think it's important to to reach out and have the children continue to, to be a part of the family and do things together and offer to help that that friend, you know, and say, I'd, I'd like to take take uh, the kids to a movie while you get some rest or go get a, a facial or take a nap, whatever that is. That's a really great idea. Uh, and, and um, it, you know, it's sometimes really tough, too, when the couple who is uh, breaking up uh, or divorcing um, are both of them are friends of yours. And, you know, in a lot of these situations, you might have been the Cupid who got them together in the first place. Uh, and now you feel like it's your duty or job to try to help them stay together. Uh, right. Should you should you get your nose in there? Um, I think it's, it's important if you have two friends that have now split and you're friends with both friends. Mm-hmm. And you see, you see the wrongs and you see that, you know, you see it all. You're not blind to it. But I, I don't think it's. It's a bad idea to say, listen, I love both of you. I don't want to carry tales from one to the other. You know, sometimes one wants to know all about the other and what they're doing and what's happening and how they feel and try and get you on their quote-unquote side. And you just have to say, I, I empathize with what you're going through. I want to be here for you, but you don't want to betray any confidences. And, and, and you want to say, I, I, I want to stay, I want to stay ne- neutral in this. I would really like to keep both of you as friends, and uh, I know this is a hard time, and this is going to pass. But just try and, and not carry tales from one person to the other. Okay. And and when you're having these conversations, um, you know, you you want to be supportive. You, you don't want to hurt anybody. Um, but, uh, I mean, sh- should, you, should you be holding back um, from what you really believe? Like you, like we were talking earlier, where it's like, well, I saw this coming, or I knew this, you know, you know, I knew he was acting foolish or something along those lines. Should you? Avoid I think you should use things? your best judgment. <clears throat> I think that there are times when a friend needs advice, okay. and and if if he or she asks you for advice, certainly you want to give them your best feel on the situation. But I would, I would refrain from using a lot of emotion and a lot of anger and a lot of venom in it, you might say, you know, if she or he says, uh, you know, was I just blind? You might just say, you know, you were in love. And, and although I saw those red flags and I told you about them, you know, you had to learn this lesson. This is a lesson, but you are going to make it through. You will make it through and I will be here for you. So I think being a supportive friend without making them feel worse and without making the situation more volatile than it than it already is. Sometimes we actually enjoy the sensationalism. We okay. actually enjoy the excitement of the drama, and it's just not what our friends need. Yeah, leave, they need leave support from us. Yeah, okay. 
yeah, leave that drama to to your other forms of entertainment like TV and books and <laughs> that's right. Like, that's like, right. And you know, friends need a good cry. Sometimes yeah. they just need to cry and get it all out. And you can be there for them. You can listen to them. You can and you can even get mad with them and say, "I am, I am, I am upset." that you are upset and I'm angry with you, but I don't want to perpetuate this anger. I want to help you heal. Mm -hmm. And I think you, you know, you use some key words, uh, which were supportive. Um, that's actually one word, but that was the key word is you want to be supportive throughout this process. And I think that's, uh, you know, you can sympathize and empathize. Uh, but really at the end you want to help them heal and be supportive. And, um, I think that's, uh, a, a great uh, point to 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 remember as you know somebody going through a situation like this. Good, good. Um, so, Diane, th- hopefully uh, this is an episode that people will listen to and they will have this knowledge, but they'll never have to use it. Um. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. I, I, I wouldn't wish this on anyone, but as we both know, this is life, and we... Um, we prepare for the best, and we also prepare for for some bumps along the road. But we do know that there is healing, you know, that that can happen for for any situation. That's right. And unfortunately, um, I think probably anybody you ask has could have used these tips at some point already in their life. So uh, now they're out there for everybody to listen to and uh, refer to. So thank you very much, Diane. Um, My pleasure. It's always a pleasure to have you on. You, uh, I, I can't say enough about the tips that you offer, and I know everybody loves reading them and listening to them, and uh, I can't wait to do this again soon. Um, before we go, I want to remind everybody that they are listening to Diane Gotsman, who is a nationally recognized etiquette expert and the owner of the Protocol School of Texas, a company specializing in etiquette training for corporations, universities, and individuals who are striving to polish their interpersonal skills. You can get more from Diane's website, protocolschooloftexas.com, and that's all one word. You can like her on Facebook and just search for Protocol School of Texas, or you can uh, find it on the Hitched Facebook page, uh, facebook.com slash hitched. Um, you can also follow Diane on Twitter, at Diane Gotsman, um, and you can also follow me on Twitter, at Hitched Media, and if you can't remember any of this, uh, please be sure to go to hitchedmag.com where you can find uh, more information about Diane, uh, all of her past articles, all of her past podcasts, um, and you can also go to iTunes and uh, find past episodes there and past uh, podcasts with Diane there. Um, and uh, hopefully you'll you'll like us and friend us and connect and give us star ratings and and, and all that good stuff if you if you like what you hear and, and you think it's a worthy cause. So uh, one last time, thank you so much, Diane, and uh, I look forward to doing this again very soon. Same here, Steve. Okay, take care, everybody. I just want to say one thing to my wife who's home. Yo, Adrian, I did it! They certainly got the idea. They feel free to express love. It's worth all those awful frank discussions at the dining room table. Hitched. 
entertains, educates, and inspires married couples.